Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Legator. And it's time for a top 10 episode. This is number six for me. This is 1982's masterpiece. James L. Brooks, written, directed, produced, swept the Oscars. It's terms of endearment. Will, I do believe this was a virgin watch. Emma Greenway Horton. I got some good news. What's that? I'm unofficially pregnant. If you're not happy for me, you can get so mad if you're not happy. Shirley MacLaine is Aurora Greenway, her mother. Why should I? Why should I be happy about being a grandmother? Jack Nicholson is former astronaut Garrett Breedlove. Wind in the hair, in the pencil. It sure was. And what is your review of Terms of Endearment? One of my favourite films of all time. It was quite good. Mm. Is, that, is that it? Is that all we get? Quite good? No, no. It, it, it's, it's an exceptional movie. It's oh. very, very good. It's... Um, I, I, was, I didn't realise it had such an all-star cast. Yes. Even yeah. Danny. Even Danny gets a few <laughs> scenes. Even Danny DeVito. I am not enjoying this. And they are all coming to terms. What is it, Mama? You are not special enough to overcome a bad marriage. <laughs> Listen to her. She's going crazy. Emma, your mother boycotted your wedding. She hates your husband. And she only holds you in medium esteem. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the first time I stopped hugging first. I like that. How is your life going to get better if you keep having children with that man? What miracle is going to come along to rescue you? Wait over by the car, honey. No, come on. Wait over by the car, honey. But I want... Wait over by the car, honey. Now! 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 Um, yes, uh... Well, also, that's just from the cleft of James L. Brooks. I mean, he was doing Taxi at the time. He'd just written Starting Over for Burt Reynolds, which um, is a rom-com I've been meaning to watch. Uh, so, yeah, no. So he did have the cleft to be like, come on, Danny, can you come in for a week? And then uh, James L. Brooks <sighs> produced... Um, Danny DeVito's film The War of the Roses with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner, which is one of my favourite dark comedies of all time. Oh, wonderful divorce! Drama. I'll have to see that because it's uh, it's close to heart. It's War of the Roses. Di divorce? Oh no, no, it's not. No, it's. Not. Oh, is it not that War of the Roses? They're called the Roses and they're getting a divorce. Ah, oh, silly. It's not silly. It's a. It's, a, it's an incredible film. What's the What's the Danny DeVito movie where? There's that couple trying to buy a, a house. Um, and then there's these crazy people in the house that keep trying to 
um, either keep them in or get them out. And Danny DeVito is like narrating the whole thing. I think it's set in Brooklyn. Danny DeVito's narrating it. And is it's it Ben Stiller? It's a crazy. No, that's not. Danny. You are inadvertently describing more of the roses in a way because Danny DeVito does narrate it and it is about a crazy couple. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Romancing the Stone, Death to Smoochie. Um, get, throw Mama from the Train. Um, ah, there we go. Duplex, starring Ben Stiller and True Barrymore. Oh, didn't they date? It's, you know, I think they did. Yeah, Drew and Danny, yeah. No, Danny has been long devoted to Rhea Perlman uh, from the taxi days, and they're a, they're a shining, they're a shining example of uh, true love. They're still together, still going strong. Have you seen that? Sun, it's always Sunny's been renewed for a record-breaking fifteenth season. Oh, has it? Fantastic! It's, it, with this season, it will break the record for longest live-action um, sitcom. I believe that Simpsons. Modern Friends. Yes, it's Friends only did 10, I think. I do believe. I mean, it depends how you, it depends how you look at it because Friends obviously did seasons of 20 and uh, It's Always Sunny seasons of 10. Um, not taking anything away from It's Always Sunny. It's in my top 10 of all time. I adore that show. Um, but um, yeah, it's been renewed. Um, so yeah, so James L. Brooks, Terms of Endearment, based from the novel by uh, Larry McCurtree, um, or however you pronounce it, uh, also known for his um, novels, The Last Picture Show, uh, which also became a very celebrated film directed by Peter Bogdanovich, Jeff Bridges starring, Sybil Shepherd starring, and it follows the mother and daughter, um, <laughs> going, so just talking about it. Uh, no, the mother and daughter of Aurora and Emma Greenway. Aurora has been recently widowed and we follow uh, Emma through her tumultuous marriage with Flap Horton. Um, Thomas Flap Horton. Nice boys. You're great with them too. I don't really think he wants to have anything more to do with me. Is it because you wouldn't go to bed with him? On a first date, Emma. It's hardly a first date, Mother. I mean, you've been living 10 feet away from him for 15 years. Why don't you talk about the real reason? I don't, I don't know what you mean. Because it's been about that long since you've done it. I, I uh, was doing laps when you called. is going to kill me. Relax, baby. No, it's going to be great. Who do you think you're talking to like this? Don't you realize I'm a grandmother? <laughs> there you go. That's from the book. Uh, yeah, Flap Horton and their children um, and her unfortunate demise to cancer later in well not even too much later in life it's, it's heartbreaking stuff um at what point here's an intriguing question well at what point did the film win you over at what point were you like in like oh this is good i'm enjoying I, this i think well as soon as 
Jack Nicholson appeared, I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this. There you go. Is that the correct answer? <laughs> in a way, I mean, I'm in from the oh, the opening scene for me, the the, the opening... Well, where where everyone gets killed off. No, where, is she, where she's waking her up in the cot, and she's like, oh, oh that's better now. <laughs> I love it from that opening scene. Um, yes, Teddy and Tommy Horton, uh, children, and little Melanie. Little little Melanie, um, yeah. I mean that introduction to Jack, uh, you know, missing the bin with the bottles, taking that woman in. It's just Garrett Breedlove, one of my probably one of my favourite characters of all time. Really, um, I, I say that you know it's the the love between Aurora and. Um, Garrett that really makes this film but I think even if it was just just Emma and Flap and I just think everybody is so, so you're going to have to hold me back this episode from just gushing over this film because I think <laughs> I, I do think it is it is a perfect film I was really thinking about what's the change and I honestly don't think I have one I think it's flawless I think the performances are stellar I think it's one of the best scripts ever written I think it's exceptionally directed, especially for a debut. And I think, and I don't understand why people, why it's not looked over, but it is sort of, it's never talked about in those great film conversations. It's always sort of like, oh yeah, no, it's a weepy. And in a way, of course it's a weepy. It's a very, very upsetting film. But also I think people lament how funny it is. For an hour and 40, this is a, straight out comedy um it's great stuff opening line uh let me go just for a minute oh, it's great stuff so you so you were sort of grimacing did you not enjoy did you not like that opening scene did you think it was a bit on the nose maybe it was all right obviously it's like the first time i've watched it mm. so i think going back i'll enjoy it more yeah but i, I was kind of waiting for jack <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes complete sense. Do you know who does the voice of the husband, Rudyard? Oh, I do not. It's a friend of James L. Brooks who would later star in his movie Broadcast News. He's uh, an exceptional writer and director and actor in his own right. And you might know him better as the voice of Marlon. It's Albert Brooks. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting to see what your reaction to this was, but now that I know that you like this, I will definitely do broadcast news soon because um, yeah, broadcast news and then well, you like as good as it gets, don't you? Yes, yes. I should have, I should have said this. This is the same writer director as as good as it gets. Oh, fantastic. So I, I should I should have put that in the cell. Uh, YouTube comments. Here we go. Never could warm up to this film. Despite some great scenes, it just felt phony or forced. And the fact that it thought it was thought of as the best film in nineteen eighty three is beyond me. Um, the options they gave instead were Return of the Jedi, uh, Flashdance, The Hunger, and Silkwood. I don't think any of those were nominated for Best Picture. I think Silkwood was. Silkwood's great. Silkwood is a very good film. And also The Hunger's good. That's like a weird, sexy vampire movie with David Bowie and Susan Sarandon Ooh, and, Catherine oh, De and Catherine Deneuve. <laughs> Um, directed by Tony Scott, the late great Tony Scott. I say late. Well, he's still dead, but like it's been so many years now. When do you stop saying late? There's a question. 
the late Queen Victoria. <laughs> Do you still like say late David Bowie? I think that's a good like. I think yeah, David's still late. Sixteen. I'd give it ten years, and then you you reassess after ten years. Yeah. Not that we lament the death of Michael Jackson, but would you say the late Michael Jackson? Because that's 20, what was that, 2012 or 2013? I can't remember. That's about... I wouldn't, yes, I wouldn't say late anymore for Michael, actually. So I think we're saying that it's the seven-year mark. Seven... It, no, it was, it was 2009 Oh, uh, Michael was it? died. I've really yeah. overshot that. <laughs> yeah. So it is that it has been 10 years. Yeah. So 10 years, there we go. Official proclamation. <laughs> Uh, not many people commented on the trailer, but a lot commented on the goodbye to the kids scene. Uh, that's probably the best acting I've ever seen by a child actor. You really have to remind yourself he's an actor and his mum isn't really dying of cancer in real life. <laughs> Very sad scene. Um, child actors, I've never liked. Do you not think these are really good, though? Oh, they're, they're great. They're great. I hate you. I think, I think uh, Teddy is better than Tommy. Yep. I think... Teddy does an exceptional job. That's, you know, Tommy, you know, that's the character. He is, mm. you know, a, you know, he's old enough to yeah. realise that, yeah, no, this is, this is yeah, really no. what's happening. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, and a little thing in the corner. A ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Every ding. time he says it now. Whoever wrote the script of this movie is a genius. It is so real and so realistic. Hmm. Stop bashing Tommy, people. It's just a defense mechanism. I guess so. Poor Tommy. Um, and this started a real conversation in the credits. Can, uh, comment, cancer is the devil in disguise. And then somebody commented to that, I think it's the devil in plain clothes. <laughs> and then somebody's put, lots of illnesses are. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. And then it's really took a turn. Wrong. Cancer is God's way of letting us know he loves us. Stop hating on the devil. And then somebody's reacting <laughs> oh to that. God. Shut the hell up, you creep. Please never go outside or approach living beings. <laughs> so it really, really <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it continues. It's weird. It, it weirds me out the way people talk about cancer like it's a conscious entity or a person or a force or something. It's just not. And then Kerry has commented... Um, personification is a common literary element. So that really, really took a turn there. <laughs> um, I love the comments. Yes, it's a, it's a Trevor, tre, tre, Trevor Trove. <laughs> Hello, I'm Trevor Trove. <laughs> it's a treasure trove of, uh, of gold. Best 10 minute stretch. Will, take us away. Oh, um, here are my nominations. I'll give you my nominations. Oh no! I'll, I'll, oh, I'll go on. Go on. Well, I can. I, I see some match up. I, I think you obviously got the whole sort of closing part of the the goodbyes into yeah. the death, and then her waking him up and saying she's passed. Then... I've got in ten minute stretch. Um, flap. Patsy, the boys, as a 10 minute, and then I've got the death, a single minute. I, <laughs> I was being really pernickety. Because that, that, that trio, saying goodbye to Flab. Mm. Patsy, you know, you can, it's needed, but, you know, that doesn't hit you. Then when she lowers the bed, 
and the boys come in. <laughs> oh, oh, catch you every time. Um, there's a point. I'll save it. I'll, I'll move it from Tom's big question. Um, what um, did you cry? Um, no. No, no. I was sorry, very sad. Yeah. It, it's it struck some sad sad memories. Yeah. But it's um uh not many films get me. The the weird films get me, not the weird ones, but stuff like The Lion King. It's weird. Yeah. If you don't expect. I yeah. I but would I think I'd watch watching yeah, The Lion King if I hadn't had my unlimited card and I had I've had to pay for the ticket. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I vary. It, it, this time it was um, it was the boys again, and the boys into the final the death, and Aurora looking at her and breaking down. Um, but sometimes it's really weird. Sometimes the flap saying but the flap scene gets me, and it, it's re it's really weird where where the crying get. It, I always cry, but the 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 where the crying hits me. Um, it's always it's always different. So one time I cried in the opening scene because I knew what were coming. When she, when they go when she comes into bed together, and she's like, "Do you want to come into my bed?" And she's like, "Yes." And they took mm. hands, and I thought, "Oh no." Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, sorry. Yes. Have you got any other nominations for best ten minutes? Right. I think I think I think I th I'll stick with my. I think I've shared something good ten minutes. Yeah. No, you have. Yeah. I've, my other nominations, I've got the opening 10 minutes, the sort of every, all those little vignettes as the time goes by. Um, each one of them beautifully sets up the characters, sets up the dynamics, up until the reveal of yes, when, she, when Emma turns around and um, it's prom day. Lovely stuff. Um, the pregnancy dinner, where they reveal the pregnancy and Flaps come and he's wearing his tie and you've got the incredible, maybe... I say this, but there is also a great delivery later in the film. But one of the best line deliveries of all time, which is, <laughs> why should I? Why should I be happy about being a grandmother? <laughs> and you see Danny DeVito's face. like, <laughs> And then Jeff Daniels. So there's this moon that you won't be knitting the baby in the booties. <laughs> and then flat, flat. Every time you come here and you get more than two drinks into you, you confront me. And I won't have it. I won't stand for it. My Aurora voice is just um, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman in Tootsie. I'm realising this as I go. <laughs> Not Dorothy Michaels. A woman could be a woman in her own rap. <laughs> yeah, the pregnancy dinner. And then New York, actually. I like the whole New York stuff. Um, Especially, obviously, the great. Um, just tell them it's okay to talk about the cancer. And then <laughs> one of Emma's friends, Pat, uh, Patsy tells me you have cancer, and she just laughs. It's great stuff. Um, there are my nominations for ten minutes. Yep, uh, you did yours. Tom's weirdly specific favorite parts of the film. There you go. This is you know this is one of those top ten movies where I've got a lot of specific ones. Um, the wedding night where she's getting high and uh, she comes to Aurora and Aurora says, would you like me to keep um, 
silence about something that I know would greatly affect your life. And she runs out and goes, yes, ma'am, I most certainly would. And she bolts out and she comes back in. Um, I love the wedding, the sneeze, when she's old sneezing. I especially love the dirty, dirty joke. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. (laughs) And and, um, she goes, Flap, where did you learn to do that? Because you forget that, you know, it was an innocent, an innocenter, Jesus Christ, a more innocent time. Um, Yes, I love grandmother. Uh, I love Jack, just the impenetrable Jack, you know. And when they say goodbye at the airport and it's like, yes, I'll, 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 it meant a lot to Emma. I'll call you when I get back and I love you. And then, I was a second away from a clean getaway. And then he comes and then, because me saying I love you, not, do you have no reaction to that? And he goes, well, I'll have to do my stock answer. I love you too. (laughs) I want to use, these are the lines I want to use. I want to use stock answer in real life. Uh, Oh, actually, this is another big cry moment. When Aurora comes home from the hospital, she's got no makeup on. And Jack's waiting for her at the hotel. And she didn't realise. And, and she walks up those stairs and she just cries to him on the steps. Oh, oh gets me. That gets me. Uh, Jack intro. Well, it's not his intro, but the when he comes home uh, from the astronaut dinner with the two women and he gashes his head. <laughs> <laughs> Doing those crazy Jack faces. Um, one of my favourite quotes of all time: "Wind in the hair, lead in the pencil." <laughs> uh, yeah, driving. Love that. I love the grocery scene, which we alluded to with John Lithgow, and I love Aurora when she's walking up to uh, talk to Garrett again before the date. She's got her shoes. She's just playing with her shoes. <laughs> Will's my general favourite parts of the film. I love John Lithgow. He's oh, yeah. great. Uh, the 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 bit where the car park scene, where mm. she's having a go at the kids, he's just there uh, like, oh, that's very nice. That's you're very wonderful. With, you're wonderful with them too. Did you know, Will? This was yes. a re, this was a recast. They had an actor, and it was just wasn't working. Now everybody's been very good about not revealing who that actor was much to my annoyance that's one of my <laughs> i want to know if oj did it who killed jfk and who was originally supposed to be john lithgow in terms of endearment <laughs> they're the three things i want to know and um and jeffrey katzenberg um who put up the money for the film basically moved the scheduling of footloose because um, he was in the middle of filming Footloose and he filmed all of his scenes in three days in the middle of filming Footloose. Oh, oh, what a what man. A, what a legend. What an absolute I, legend. I love Footloose. Oh. John, this guy, how has how Footloose not come up yet? I know. I'm sure it has. Uh, uh, like you played John Lithgow. I did play uh, <laughs> yes. Reverend Shaw, yes, John Lithgow's role. Who plays his wife in the film? Oh, I don't know. The wonderful Diane Weist, uh, who we're going to have a few times in Woody Month. Um, yeah, w- wonderful Diane Weist. What do you know Diane Weist in? Um, you haven't seen The Birdcage, but you will love The Birdcage. I haven't seen any Woodies. Oh, you do You do know Diane Weist. I'll, uh, 
Let you do that. know her. You, you know Diane <laughs> Weiss. <laughs> um, you haven't seen Synecdoche in New York. Um, um, did you watch... Um, what do I mean? Oh, Robots. She voices Mrs. Copperbottom. I know how much you love robots. I love robots. She was in I Am Sam, the movie where Sean Penn's mentally challenged and falls in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. It was like... Oh, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it, was, it was like the year... A few years... Like, I'm saying a few years. I'm completely wrong. It's seven years after. <laughs> um, uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, Diana Weist is... is so great, and I and, and I can't find a seat. Oh, you do. She's the mum in Edward Scissorhands. Oh, oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And and, pa and Parenthood. Have you seen Parenthood? I haven't. Oh, that's great too. You'll love that. That's Steve Martin, and she's the mum in The Lost Boys, of course. Have you not seen Lost Boys? Lost Boys is also great. <laughs> I Is didn't realise. No, it's vampires. Oh. That's oh. why. They, that's why they film the Lost Boys because they don't grow up because they're vampires. Keith Sutherland, directed by Joel Schumacher. Who knew that we were going to have to schedule a Diane Weist month? <laughs> um, where are we? Oh yes, your general. Yeah, yeah. Anything other than Lithgow? Um, I've just tried to use a lot of things that aren't in my scenes. Um. I love the, the conversation they have at the Botany Garden. That's lovely. Mm. Um, it's like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to miss you. Mm. I love that. Um, the whole dinner party is, is great. The argument uh, where she thinks he's having an affair. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a and scene. He, and he blames, and he blames he, the pregnancy. Well, we're going to get yeah. to this in Tom's big <laughs> questions. In Tom's big question, I've got two very specific thoughts. Maybe they're objective. But um, but also, this is also going to lead into another point, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Excited. it. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a great scene. You should be. Are you ready to jump into Oscar Travesty? Oh, can I just do one more? Of course you can. I would never judge that. Give her the shot. Oh. That's a great <laughs> Oh, my word. Best thing that Sheila McLean has ever done. Get my daughter the shot. All she has to do is wait until ten. All she has to do is wait until ten, and then better she can than the... the apartment. Yes. Excuse me. It is after ten. Give my daughter the pain shot, please. Mrs. Greenway, I was going to. Oh, good. Go ahead. In just a few minutes. Well, please. It's, it's after ten. It's after ten. I don't see why she has to have this pain. Ma'am, it's not my patient. It's time for her shot. You understand? Do something. All she has to do is hold on until ten, and it's past ten. She's in pain. My daughter is in pain. Give her the shot. You understand? You're going to behave. Give my daughter the shot. Thank you very much. Thank you. I think this is I. I the apartment is in my also in my top ten. I have two, I have two Shirley films in my top ten. I, people talk about longevity of careers and the fact that they never talk about Shirley MacLaine baffles me. I mean, the apartment in 1960, one of my favourite films. She's this young, sweet, 
not necessarily innocent, you know, all that. Anyway, we'll talk about the apartment when we get to it, but the character of Frank Kublik, and then 20, 22 years later, you get Aurora Greenway. And then another 30 years later, you get Bernie. Did you watch Bernie with Jack Black and Matthew McConaughey? No. Very good. That's a great film. Um, and she's still going strong. I, 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 I adore I, I just love the woman. Um, as alluded to, it was indeed a sweep. Um, I think, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, def, I personally agree. Um, I think the big chill, I love the big chill. I, I'm looking at it now, actually. <laughs> uh, it's, on, it's on my mantle. Um, <laughs> the right stuff is also excellent, but Turns With Demon is by far the best film there. Uh, I was wrong about Silkwood, pardon me. It got nominated for director, that was it. Um, similarly, I do think it's the best directed film there. Um, best actress, obviously. Now, here we go. Different, different conversation. We both love Educating Rita. Yes. Is Julie Walters better than Sheila McLean? In my opinion, yes. You think it has the yeah, typical, you know, makes you laugh, makes you cry. I know that that's not everything, but 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 Julie does. Julia does. She does it. When does she make you cry? And she can't read her. When boyfriend burns those books. Oh, it's got so many moments. The bits where she's trying to, she's saying, "Oh, you, you need to sort your life." It's oh, it's it's a roller coaster of a. I yeah. love Educator Rita. I, I guess. You won't be able to stop me. I, I, um, I love Educator Rita too. Right, but let's get rid of Julie. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thing. Uh, which, yeah, yeah. which is a better performance. Yeah, which is a better performance. That's I do a pretty agree, good death scene. It's a pretty incredible death scene. Because I do agree that they both needed to be a best actress. Yeah. I think if one of them, you know, suffered their vanity a little, then they both would have won. I haven't seen The Year of Living Dangerously. But um, I've also never heard of the year of living dangerously. Um, what, so I, Cher? Cher in Silkwood does a good job. She's not as good as Glenn Close in The Big Chill. Glenn Close in The Big Chill is exceptional. Um, but um, I think if one of them suffered their vanity uh, a little, then they would have won an Oscar. However, I don't know who you would call the supporting role. You'd, yeah, have to, you'd have to it, say it's a story. You would have to, yeah, because it is. It's yeah. about Deborah's marriage and life. We'd have to say Shirley, but also I don't. I do. I don't know. But also, it was a um, sort of lifetime achievement award for Shirley, um, who had missed out on some big roles. You know, at, at the, the apartment included. Um, I, I think maybe Shirley is the better performance, but every time Deborah Wingers, every, I, it is neck and neck for me. I will get to this in um, fun facts, but they hated each other. I don't think you, you have no idea of this, but they really... Oh, I do love an onset. There was so much tension. Multiple occasions, Sheila McLean got in her car and drove to the airport. Um, the... Few famous stories are that Deborah Winger licked 
Shelley's leg during the one of the love scenes uh, with her and Jack. She snuck onto set. Other famous stories include Deborah Winger walking past Sheila McLean and farting in her face. Um, yeah, Deborah Winger was going through, was famously um, hard to work with. Um, and then also was dealing with a raging, um, getting over a raging coke addiction. So um, it was a very tumultuous set. Um, and also you've got these huge stars, these huge stars. It's somebody's debut. Yeah. So I think we're agreed that Deborah, best actress, Shirley may be supporting. Um, best yeah. actor, do we move, do we put... Can we, we put Michael Caine for best actor, that's what we do, Tom, for educating okay. Rita. Yeah, that's, okay, that's good. I'll agree with that. But where's Jeff Daniels? He doesn't get an Oscar. Do you not like <laughs> Jeff Daniels in this movie? Um... Does he not no. even get a nomination, Will? Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's... But he does, because he does comedy very well. Yeah. And he's doing the thing where many, many sort of tight comedy actors who want to do straight or who do straight um, decide, oh, less is more. Let's underplay things because I'm used to over... Except... And he just... But that's not the situation here at all because Jeff Daniels didn't really have a comedy career until Dumb and Dumber, which was in the mid-90s. So in actuality, it's the other way around. You're talking about a straight <laughs> acting, a straight um, drama actor known for his New York stage work, mm. then playing it up comedy-wise for uh, Dumb and Dumber. Well, that aside, <laughs> I, I don't think he deserves... He's in a great film, and, he, and he's... Yeah, and he I just don't think he job. deserves it. Okay. I'd prefer it to be like The Godfather, where they had three nominations in supporting actor. Interesting that... Oh, well, no, I was going to say interesting that Tom and Albert, both exceptional performances. Because mm. um, you would have thought, no, they both need to be in best. Yeah. It's, it's, it's is, a real... Even though the dress, situation. the dresser is a supporting role. Yeah. It's... It, it is the, it, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, right, did you watch the Ian McKellen Ian McKellen version. Yeah. Um, I did. I thought it was very good. It was very enjoyable. Um, that, that got cancelled. There was a tour of that going to happen with some, I dare say, D-list people. I, I, I'm sure that was going to happen, but I can't remember. Alas. Um, is... I think we're. I think we're agreed. Jack Nicholson is better than Lithgow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as Garrett Breedlove, yeah, in, in, incredible stuff. This was Jack's second Oscar. His first was for what? Will? Um, it was for. Uh, oh, he didn't win for Cuckoo. No, he did. That was. No, he oh, did. he did. <laughs> it um, was for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's. Yeah, correct, Will. Uh, that was. <laughs> Yeah, one of the big five, winning best film, best director, best writer, best actress, mm. best uh, actor. Yeah, uh, Nicholson. Then he won for best actor after this for which film? Uh, after this. After this. What year is this? This, this is, is 83. He won in 90-something. Oh. Next one. 
Uh, da, da, da. It's not as good as it gets. It is as good as it gets. <laughs> uh, yeah, also for James L. Brooks, yeah. So he used to have the award, the um, thing for most wins, but then Daniel Day-Lewis picked yeah. him uh, when he won three best actors instead of Rather two than... actors and a supporting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Screenplay at one. I mean, I are you gonna you're gonna go for educating Rita, I presume. Yeah. I know I'll I'll give you terms of endearment. Yeah. Because thank it's you. a great it's a great it and it's a great because educating Rita is it's I well they're both original material, but the yeah, they still, both had to go in adapt. Rita adapted, still yeah. feels like a play. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Where um, it, it's a better sort of yeah, it's a better adaptation. adaptation. Uh, and are we, are either of us going to bat for betrayal? Jeremy, Ben Kingsley, and Patricia Hodge and mm, Jeremy Irons. Not a fan of not a fan of betrayal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we've got the right winner there. Uh, I don't agree with this. Big chill, big chill. Get that sorted out. Come on. Wait, whoa. Big chill. What's this? I don't know what's this. Best screenplay. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Big chill. Um, best score. Tears of Endearment should have won. We were lamenting this before the um, call started. But yes. why isn't... Why isn't um, any of Michael Gore's scores on Spotify, the full albums? Same for Defending Your Life. I adore that film. I adore its music. Um I would have put it in Meryl Mania month, but um, you can't get a bloody DVD of it anywhere. It's very annoying. I saw it um, in Philadelphia on a big on on the on the big screen uh, for the to commiserate, not commiserate, whatever the t- celebrate. Um, well, not celebrate the death of Ripton. Celebrate the life of Ripton following his death. Um, yes. Yeah, no, be- beautiful Scott. Better than uh, better than the right stuff. Um, you said this is the same year as Footloose, was it? I said that. Oh, um, or was it filmed? I said that Lithgow took a three-day break from Footloose. I go on. We'll we'll check it now because Footloose. Yeah. Should, Footloose surely should. Let's check the fifty-seventh. Yeah. I I do believe that. Yeah, I. I Thought that Footloose was eighty-four, so it would be the next next Oscars, I believe. Oh, good. Let's go straight down. Best song. Best original song. It lost. Hey, there it is. It's there. No, but it lost. I mean, it lost to Stevie, though. We'll give. We'll give it. I just called to say. But they got two I, Footloose songs there. Two Fantastic. Footloose songs. This is a stacked year. Let's hear it they're for the great. boy. They're all great Footloose. songs. Ghostbusters, against all odds, I just called Sale of You. And Purple Rain wasn't even nominated. Oh, well, no. Would it have been able to have been nominated? I thought it was in conjunction. I thought the film and the album came out together. If Purple Rain was snubbed (laughs) for Best Original Song, what a year. And also Muppets Take Manhattan. How does Muppets Take Manhattan? (laughs) Together again. It's so good to be together again. Um, right, here's a movie that I want to do in the future, but I've never seen, 
Apparently it's terrible. I want to do The Woman in Red. It's Gene Wilder. It's got I Just Got to Say I Love You and it's got Lady in Red in it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it just appeals to me. I like those two songs. I like Gene Wilder. Who knows? So get excited for a Woman in Red episode coming up soon. If I can get a DVD for 50p, I'm not spending any more. <laughs> uh, Will's favourite building or set? Oh, um, it's a very nice house. Very, very nice house. Aurora's house is lovely. Yeah, yes, I, I want to refrain from saying like the hospital ward or anything like that. I guess not yeah. really. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say the house because it's got a lovely garden. Garrett's got a pool though. He has. He's got a yeah. But his kitchen also looks messy. You can you expect that, don't you? Um, yeah, coming from Jack his, Nicholson, you expect him to have a stuff. trash kitchen. That's a sneaky. That's one of my sneaky favourite parts of the film is when he's just doing his little monologue in bed about being an astronaut. It's just lovely. Uh, I, it, you know, and it's it's a rare moment where he sort of lets his guard down. He's like, "Yeah, no, I play I play it cool, but you have no idea how incredible it is to be up there." Beautiful stuff. Um, not necessarily a favourite, but I really like their first house with all the books and sort of upper level. It's like perfect, you know, first house. Yeah. Um, and all the wedding presents about. It's just, it's mainly that scene and the sort of setup of that scene I, I, I very much enjoy. Um, as we previously lamented, we don't have the soundtrack titles. Best single minute. I'll start this time soon as you started last time. Yeah, give give my daughter the shots, the death. I I adore the funeral. I love every single moment in that funeral. The well, let's just let go through them. Jack talking with little Melanie about dance schools that he can get her into, and you know Aurora has that great joke of you know um, she's too old for him. Um, you know, lovely lovely little stuff. And then Patsy Flap crying to Patsy. I mean, Flap's a bastard, famously, but um, him crying to Patsy because he does he does love Emily. Just bloody Janice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people hate Ralph Fiennes in Schindler's List, but I hate Janice more. <laughs> Eamon Goth, Janice from Terms of Endearment. Oh. And he dares to say to her on her deathbed, she's really not that bad. What an incredible scene. Um, and then obviously, Jack talking to Tommy about his pool. And you're like, oh, he's going to sort him out. And then, obviously, Aurora with Melanie at the end. Closer. 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 Beautiful stuff. Uh, Jack and Aurora's first date. I keep I keep confusing character names and stuff. Garrett and Aurora's first this, date. This will be... Well, this is coming up for my favourite line. Oh. Well, <laughs> as much as it begrudges me, take it away. Thank you. You're just going to have to trust me about the one thing. You need a lot of drinks to break the ice, to kill the bug you have up your ass. Yeah, to kill the bug that is up your ass. <laughs> then he pulls <laughs> back. <laughs> he does the classic. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's the best line. That's, it's I great. Think. 
I think I'll, I think I will have a drink, please. Uh, bourbon, preferably wild turkey. <laughs> and then she gets him back, and when he's having a look down a cleavage, and then hmm, uh, impo- impatient boys sometimes miss dessert. Uh, <laughs> great stuff. Um, oh. Oh, maybe a weird, maybe a weird single minute, favorite single minute. But when they're leaving the hospital and Aurora is is um, talking to Tommy, and she goes, "Your dad's a very smart man, you know. Um, just you've just got to talk to him and just say you're confused, and he'll talk you through things." And I love that Melanie and Aurora have matching uh, plastic shields for their hair, and then they talk about the Cub Scouts, and Tommy says. My, we never got to go. She was too lazy to take us, and she just whacks him. And then he, he falls and he runs away, and she chases him. And she's like, I can't have you talking about that about your mother like that. I just can't. I just, it's an incredible scene. And then Garrett's um, breaking up with Aurora for the mean for the meanwhile, and then just blah 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 blah. Um, I should have I should have used that. I don't think she enjoyed the film. Well, she did enjoy the film. We watched it twice. I should have gone blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. I was too busy crying. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Best line. Oh, can I do my favourite? Yeah, no, actually. You you should really, shouldn't you? (laughs) A a lot of people are going to think that I'm just a regular guest on this show. But I am, (laughs) in fact, this is... My podcast. You are in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Some people think you're the whoever. (laughs) I'm sure when it gets to the chicken run episode, Will, I will be similarly dismissed. (laughs) Um, I I love the beach scene. I love it. It's great. I think it's so cool. I mean, driving. I mean, that's... You've got drunk driving, and you've got drunk driving on top of the car. With Jack with Nicholson. Yeah, with... McLean. It's the best yeah. thing in the world. And she's just there hating. And then when they eventually, and he, he gets thrown into the water, yeah. and then you get that moment where, and he's like, oh, if you wanted me on my back, why did you just say? And then he tries to cop a feeling. She's like, what are you doing? And I love that the oh. music cuts. You never, yeah. for, for such a it's, sort of big, sweeping comedy. Oscar movie film, yeah. It also has that great, you know, that hard cut, and he's trying to get his hand out. <laughs> and it's like, it's stuck. <laughs> and then he, he goes, you're drunk, and he goes, no, not anymore, the pain sobered me. <laughs> this is what annoys me. People talk about this film, and obviously it is a drama, but people talk about this film, like they, they, all they remember is that, and I think this is one of James L. Brooks' biggest things about the film, and one of his biggest campaign things is that, you know, People talk about it like, yeah, no, it was that. They talk about it like it's the English patient. Like, you know, everybody cried. And of course everybody cried. It's terribly emotional. But it's also hilarious. If I was doing a comedy ranking, obviously, on a first draft, my top ten would be filled with, you know, airplanes and your naked guns and and Caddyshacks and um, Scrooge and all that. But then if I actually really thought about it, Terms of Endearment would be in there. I laugh harder at Terms of Endearment than, than some comedies. Um, yeah. Anything else? That, that, that's my favourite minute. Yeah. Best line. 
it's past 10. My daughter is in pain. I don't understand why she has to have this pain. All she has to do is hold on until 10 and it's past 10. My daughter is in pain. Can't you understand that? Give my daughter the shot. And then, thank you very much. Great stuff. Um, oh, girls, get ready for this one. Are you gonna are you gonna begin with I I know you like me. I know Yes, I have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like me. I know it. For the last year or two you've been pretending like you hate me. I love you very much. I love you as much as I love anybody, as much as I love myself. And in a few years, when I haven't been around to be on your tail about something or irritating you, you could Remember that time that I bought you the baseball glove when we thought that we were too broke, you know? Or when I read you those stories, or when I let you goof off instead of mowing the lawn. Lots of things like that, and you're going to realise that you love me. And maybe you're not going to feel badly, and maybe you're going to feel badly because you never told me. But don't. I know that you love me, so don't ever do that to yourself, all right? Just incredible. Uh, alluded to earlier, if you wanted to get me on my back, all you had to do was ask me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, Why should I be happy with me being a grandmother? <laughs> um, uh, do you have any reaction at all to my telling you I love you? I was just inches from a clean getaway. I like the lights on, then go home and turn them on. I love how subtly um, they address her sort of, um, I, I say vanity, it is vanity in a way, but her sort of... Um, her worry about, yeah, go, going to bed. I think that, that that love scene is done very tastefully. You know, you don't see anything, but yeah. Lovely flap line here. As much as I talk, I say I hate flap, I also, he's a, wonderfully, he's a wonderful character. You know, he's great. I'm thinking about my identity and not having one anymore. I mean, who am I if I'm not the man who's failing Emma? It's just great, great dialogue. Wonderful John Lithgow. You're a very rude young woman. I know Douglas from the Rotary and I can't believe he'd want you treating customers so badly. I don't think I was treating her badly. Then you must be from New York. <laughs> Great Texan humor. Um, I just don't want to fight anymore. What do you mean? When do we fight? When do we fight? I always think of us as fighting. That's because, you've never that's because you're never satisfied with me. Yes, wind in the hair, lead in the pencil. Lovely cut down here from Aurora. Raising three children, working full-time, and chasing women requires a lot more energy than you have. <sighs> I, I love it when he's against the tree, and he's like, you know what? what uh, I don't know what it is about you, but you really do bring the devil in me. Bring out the devil in me. That's a great one. That's great stuff. And also, that leads us into uh, Witches of East Week. <laughs> Uh, I always think, yeah, I always think, that's Melvin Udall from Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> if I don't answer the bell, that means the back door's open. The back door's open. <laughs> a bit of filth. <laughs> um, oh. Oh. Um, yeah, and then to kill the book up your ass is, without a doubt, the best line. In the film, have you got any other best lines, Well. I I like uh, Jack's disgust when it's like I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, oh, it's it's there's a lot of, but they're my favorites. What's the change? I don't have an ink. Do you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> shoot. Here we go. Stand your ground. Um, 
as much as I love Shirley. No, this can't, this isn't <laughs> going to happen. Okay, all right, okay, go on. What, what? Go on. Um, as much as I love Shirley, she is to me... Perfect. You're quoting Jerry Maguire, I presume. You to me. Oh no, that's, um, that's love actually, isn't it? No. Um, the, the, she is to me, in this movie, what Diane Keaton is in Something's Gotta Give. You should be with me, don't you? What can you be thinking about? Raising three children, working full-time and chasing women requires a lot more energy than you have. You know, one of the nicest qualities about you has always been that you recognized your weaknesses. Don't lose that quality now when you need it the most. You have no right, nor any invitation, to discuss where or how my children live. Are you just d d d killing two of my birds on my... <laughs> you're th there are two birds on my shoulders, and you're trying to kill them both with one stone, and you're hitting me in the face well. <laughs> I just... Overacting. That's what it is. I said it. I said it. Um, but, but it's. But how can you say that you love the shot scene? If anything, that's the bit. That's the one for me. That's the bit where she's like. That's the bit where she's really overacting. Oh, I love that as a scene, but oh. I. It does annoy me how. It, and also that. It also the grandmother. Great line. Great, mm. but it's just. It's just all too over the top. You've got the, the lovely moments where you've got um, her reacting to the death and she just, she, she turns to the side and she's like, that, that <laughs> is Shirley at her best. And then but, you don't like when she comes to flat, when she comes to flat and she goes, what about when she, when she's with flap after that? And she goes, I thought it would be easier. I thought it would be easier. Just the bits where she's like, they're fine because they're like natural you do get melodramatic after like the passing on, but up to that, it's the sudden outbursts can be very powerful in drama when you do so, ah, mm. and then, but it's just, ah, which is what Diane Keaton does in Something's Gotta Give. Oh, most Diane Keaton movies. Oof. No, but especially Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Diane's very I, I, over the top. I, yeah, we don't need to keep we don't need to keep comparing Sheila McLean's masterful performances of Rory Greenway to Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give. As, what's her character name? Is her character name even on the DVD? Um, Erica Barry. <laughs> there you go. Another Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Another great Jack Nicholson, yeah. Um, oh no, he is great in that. Jack Nicholson's great, great in anything. Yeah. Can we think of a film where Jack's bad? Mm, no. So I don't think I can. No, he's great. He's also in broadcast news, but as a ca an unpaid cameo, as a favour to James L. Brooks. He was comfortable doing terms as a comedy and still delivering, you know, a, you know, a legitimate dramatic performance. I mean, she was. That's that's I think why she was so perfect at it. She's really a comedy person. 
I mean, you know, she could exist as a comedy person, and importantly so, and yet she's really serious, and she's really serious in her approach to her work. I mean, you can talk about how to make the moment funnier, but it's all part of something else. It's, it's always layered with her. When she goes over to ask, basically ask him out, the way she goes to his door, it's outrageous and perfectly right. It's such a futile thing to see somebody doing original work and, you know, some of the most artistic work in comedy, I think, that anybody's ever done. She's an original and remains one. He plays the lead news host. Um, it's obviously Santa Broadcast News Station. Very good film. Any other changes? Or is it just... Uh, it's, other than that, it's a, it's a wonderful film, but that did grind my gears yeah. on occasion. Here's the thing, because the ex had the exact same opinion on a first watch. She hated Aurora. She just couldn't get over the fact that she um, didn't go to the wedding. Like that colored her entire opinion of that first, <laughs> of that first viewing. She just thought she was the demon woman. I, <laughs> I do think maybe it comes, not necessarily with time, but yeah, I think maybe on a second, because then on a second, she admitted it on a second watch. She was like, yeah, no. Um, this is, yeah, this is, I, she is, I think I just, she just couldn't get over the fact that she doesn't go to the wedding. Um, but she's right. <laughs> That's another thing. She's right. That's the thing that you always forget on a first watch. Um, that she is right. What's, uh, we've done what's the change. I don't have any, I'm afraid. What's left from Will's notes, if anything? That's, that's all I've got to say. Yeah. I just what? was saving the big rants till the end. <laughs> uh, what's left from Tom's notes? I think the time jumps are so wonderfully effective. And you don't need yeah, the three years later. Yeah, that opening sort of. Half right. an hour when you jump in. It's sort of, the time jumps sort of stop when Tommy's of that age. Yeah. Well, no, because then Melanie comes out as well, doesn't she? Um, yeah. Oh, we love, we love little Melanie. Great kids. We sort of touched on this. Um, I think they're great kids. Also, it's quite a dirty film for such a mainstream movie. And it sort of alienated a lot of actresses. Again, bloody James L. Brooks is so coy and professional, he doesn't mention any names. But I was listening to the commentary track. Um, the line, you just made me wet, from Emma. Um, multiple actresses just denied, just turned it down because of that line. And then James Brooks would say to them, I'm not in love with this line, but the character is this sexual. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then, um, and then Deborah Winger came in and um, just wowed everybody. And I think Deborah Winger is perfect in this role. She's perfect in this part, part which leads us into the sex noise conversation. How, you know, people talk about When I Met Sally, and I love When I Met Sally, I think the sex noise conversation in this is very underrated for when it comes to like realistic sex conversation because maybe it's an odd topic, but from experience, it is usually a high pitched squeak from the women and then the men always do the, here I go, here I go. <laughs> I just think it's a very realistic and wonderful scene, Will. You're like Mark Furman in the OJ trail, I believe. No comment, no comment. <laughs> you're not talking about a uh, your Nazi memorabilia. Well, no, that actually didn't come up in the trial. That came up later. 
Um, is, okay, we'll do a bit of evil flap now. What is Flap's worst moment in this p film? Because I'm I'm pretty firm on one specific moment. Go on, what is it? No, I want to hear your I want to hear your ideas. <laughs> we talked um, about when he t when he blames it on the pregnancy. See, for me, that that was bad. Yeah. Um, the um, in, when he's on the phone. When he's on the phone mm -hmm. to um, Aurora in the park, Ooh. and he snaps, yeah, and he like hangs up. Oh no, I don't. I don't mind that because I I do think she's slightly out of order. Where she's like, don't don't scare the kids. Like you know, don't sound. And because he is scared, because as much as he's a cheater yeah. and a bit of a bastard, he is going to lose the love of his life. So he is scared, naturally. I think Aurora's out of order there. I've got, I mean, well, second prize goes to moving to a new job to be with this Janice woman. Oh, terrible. However, the worst thing that Flap does is flirt with Janice with a, with a kid holding his, twiddling his hair and the turnaround and he's got the baby beyond. And he's got little Melanie and he's got little Melanie with him. And then running with Melanie and bubbling about. <sighs> Flap. Um, you unfortunately weren't with us for the Goodfellas episode, but um, what is it with Janice's? Because she's called Janice in Goodfellas too. These <laughs> terrible women who break up our favourite relationships are all called Janice. Um, what's next? A, Tom's book corner is applicable. So here are the big changes. Mm. One. Are you ready for this one? Flap yeah. is even worse because he has an affair with Patsy too. <laughs> of course. There are a couple of allusions to it in the film. Um, there's a moment where Flap goes to whisper in Patsy's ear, but he notices Aurora and he, and he sort of shuns her away. Uh, there's the bit where Flap calls Patsy's house to talk to Aurora, to talk to Emma, sorry, and Patsy's like, oh, hello, blah, blah, blah. There are a few illusions, but that's not, that's, that's the book, not the film. I was curious. Do you have any reaction at all to my telling you I love you? I was just inches from a clean getaway. Well, you're stuck, so face it. I don't know what else to say except my stock answer. Which is? I love you too, kid. Um, also, Garrett Breedlove isn't a character in the film, in the book. Really? He is an amalgamation of all of the suitors. So basically, the Danny DeVito, the Vernon Dollett, um, the other guy, I can't remember his name for the life of me, um, but that, that sort of group of characters, that's a bigger th In the book, Aurora doesn't have a single suitor. It's sort of, you know, Amanda Wingfield, Las Menagerie, it's Gentleman Carlos, and she has a bunch um, who are all sort of vying for her attention, and then obviously her attention goes to um, Emma. Um, I think, yeah, we're talking about perfect adaptations here, I think. And also, I can't imagine this film without Garrett Breedlove. I cannot imagine this film without Jack Nicholson. There we go. 
Um, alternate ending, Connor. We don't have one here. Uh, a few fun facts, Will. A few fun mm. facts. So we've touched on um, John Lithgow already. Deborah Winger behaved erratically on the set of this film because she was trying to get over a severe cocaine addiction. At one point, allegedly, her and Shirley MacLaine got into a shoving match. Mm, it doesn't sound good. Um, Shirley MacLaine said Jack Nicholson would do crazy things on set, like show up practically naked, and that a lot of their scenes were improvised. Uh, okay, we love him. We do love Jack Nicholson. Shirley MacLaine and Deborah Winger were both nominated for 1983's Best Actress Oscar, which went to MacLaine. On her way to the podium, she reportedly whispered to Winger, half of this belongs to you, to which Winger reportedly replied, I'll take half then. <laughs> um, and then there was a bit of a dig in the Oscar speech. Uh, Shirley refers to, uh, oh, what did she say? To the tumultuous brilliance the turbulent brilliance of Deborah Winger. Sort of a, mm, a bit of a dig. Uh, yes, as I said, the character of Garrett Breedlove does not appear in the novel and was written specifically with Burt Reynolds in mind. Reynolds loved the script, but was unfortunately already committed to Stoker Ace. No, sorry, Stroker, Stroker Ace. Sounds like a porno. Sounds like it does. Yeah, if you say it, yeah, because it's Stroker is as a name, or I presume a name, but it just sounds like Stroker Ace. Uh, do you want to guess the other um, two names that they considered for the role? Robert the, Redford. No, but you're oh. close. Oh. Who's, oh. The, who's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> who's Butch? Um, you've, guessed, you've guessed Sundance. <laughs> yeah, um, Paul, New Paul Newman yeah. was turned, turned down the role. And then another one who... Couldn't do it because he was in the third part of a trilogy that year. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, which I think is a bit too young, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you could have played it that way. Maybe it could have been a toy boy thing, but I, I, I don't know. Because he needs to be a bit, a bit, you know, those early scenes, you need to sort of pity him a touch. Um, Real-life mother and daughter duo uh, Janet Lee and Jamie Lee Curtis were considered for the roles of Aurora and Emma. I can see that. That'd be good. Um, in interviews, Shirley said that James L. Brooks played weird head games with the cast and liked to keep everyone terrorised and on edge and in a state of chaos. She said it got to, got to be so bad that she drove to the airport while the production uh, to quit at one point. Okay, so this is Shirley's side of the story. So her autobiography, My Lucky Stars, which I think I might read, actually. And um, here we go. The result was a bracingly complex mother-daughter bond on screen, if not a pleasant set. We knew what we were doing a lot of the time, sparring back and forth. It was a very gritty way of working. People at Paramount thought, he, thought that we were crazy. Um, she also wrote that her coat, that, her co-star, Deborah, yelled at her to get over here when it was time to hit her marks on set. I heard you, Shirley said. I know marks when I see them. McLean wrote in her book, good, Winger said. How's this for a mark? She turned around, walked away from me, lifted her skirt slightly, looked over her shoulder, bent over and farted in my face. <laughs> and then Winger's comment to this was, I can't deny that we fought. We're not having lunch together today. We challenged ourselves 
and when we got tired of challenging ourselves, we challenged each other. But I think there was always a respect between the two of us. So look at it. Yeah. Um, most industry insiders thought that Deborah Wingham made a mistake putting herself in the best actress category, as we sort of alluded to. Uh, earlier, as a relative newcomer and a young actress in her 20s, she could have easily positioned herself in the Best Supporting Actress category and won the award by going up against Sheila McLean, who had already passed up, been passed over several times. These movies included The Turning Point, which is excellent, Being There, which is excellent, Sweet Charity, which is excellent. Plus, over 20 years in the industry, Turns of Endearment was her turn. People said similar things when Ma Mary Tyler Moore positioned herself in the Best Actress category for Ordinary People in 1980 and got beaten out by the spectacular performance of Sissy Spacek in Cole Miner's Daughter. Moore ha could have put herself in the Best Supporting Actress category and won that year. It is well known that a lot of Oscar successes is due down to strategy and politics. Yeah, uh, so what do you mean by... So you choose what category you want to be in? What does that mean? It's... You, it's, it's a choice. Basically, the producers of the film submit their list. So one of the most laughable ones was all the end game submissions. Like they literally put everybody up for every award. So you can, and then you're, you, you submit to the Oscars. So basically they submitted, I think they, I can't remember the, you don't, you, you never know the submissions. You only know the ones that get uh, nominated. Mm. But I, when I'm in the industry, Will, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a link. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's basically, it's, it's campaign and strategy. So you put, you say, okay, we're going to put Deborah up for best actress. We're going to put Shirley up for best actress. And there, there are long mm. conversations about this sort of strategy. Um, yeah, and then you get the long list of like hundreds or whatever, and then you vote for your top 10 or whatever, and then it all gets calibrated by Price Waterhouse. Um, John Hughes star Molly Ringwald would later play Aurora in a Broadway production of the show. I saw five minutes, a five minute clip of it, it looked terrible. Um, okay, yeah, very, <laughs> very bad. Um, let's talk about the sequel now, The Evening Star. Very bad movie. I, ter it's terrible. Um, it James again? No. It's Shirley back and Jack's back for one scene. It's, it's just, it's just really quite bad. Um, what's her name? Kate Fear, daughter. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. I think it's Jennifer Jason Lee. Am I right there? I'll get it up. Uh, the Evening Star. It's it's just, it's very bad. Juliette Lewis, pardon me, Juliette Lewis. Uh, Miranda Richardson plays a grown-up Patsy. It's just rough. Bill Paxton's in it. It's directed by Robert Harling, who wrote Steel Magnolias and First Wives Club. So he's got some cleft, but... Mm. This was the only film he directed, and uh, you can see why. Yeah. The scene with Jack and um, Aurora is good, but it's it's just a bad, bad movie. And also, it's just it just takes everything to the extreme. It's like 
they just give Tommy no redemption. He's now in prison because he continued to be a bad guy. That doesn't make any sense. He was going through a rough... I mean, obviously, people do end up in prison sometimes, but anyway. Uh, there is a scene in the Evening Star, however, when Aurora talks to the picture of Emma, who is now deceased. Uh, for this, they had to ask permission from Deborah Winger for the, for the production to use her likeness in the film, which she gave them along with the following note, you are welcome to use my picture and Sheila McLean is welcome to throw darts at it after you've done finishing. <laughs> um, yeah, James L. Brooks says that him and his team are not great in naming their movies. I think all three are good names. Broadcast News, Terms of Endearment, as good as it gets. I, I don't know what's, what is wrong with those titles. <laughs> I think they're very, very, very good titles. Yeah, it, each of them perfectly surmises. Yeah, each of them perfectly surmises. <laughs> Tom's big question. Is Emma in the wrong for staying quiet when Flap says, you never cheated? And then she goes, no, you're right. Because when she cheats with John Lithgow, she doesn't actually know that he's gone with Janice. And she mm. does say, I'm glad that I don't know. I wouldn't want to think that I'm just doing this to get even. Are you saying they're both as bad as each other? Yes, in a way. I think that Flap takes it to the extreme. Moving and, you know, he, he's genuinely in love with this Janice and he will end up marrying her after Emma's dead. But I have no doubt. But... He, she, again, the ex completely agreed with Emma. Uh, yeah, you're goddamn right. I'd stay quiet. You know, I'd make you feel terrible. But I think that's, I'll be, you know, it's not even sexist, is it? I think that's just typical women's scorn. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah, I'm going to make you feel bad for the rest of your life. <laughs> we had kids and all that jazz. Uh, yeah. G and A, do... Ignore the, ignore the sequel. We don't like the evening star. Do Garrett and Aurora last? Uh, if they're together, yeah. Mm. I think, They've got yeah. chemistry. Because I think Garrett, in a way, little fly there. I think Garrett, in a way, does like, well, we see him when he goes to Tommy and he's like, he, yeah. he, I think he, he does like the idea of caring for her and caring for these kids in a way. Um, it's the reason he goes to the hotel. It's lovely. Um, yeah, but Emma just is Emma just as bad. Is Tommy too evil in this film? <laughs> it's not the omen. He's the like, <laughs> you know, she was too lazy to take us, got that crack in. You haven't got any money. That, that's the <laughs> bit where I'm like, oh, calm down, Tommy. I mean, Teddy's the dream child. Teddy's, Teddy's wonderful. When he puts his Clark bar back, I don't need one. <laughs> we, love, we love Teddy. Um, yeah, they're, they're, my, they're my questions. Uh, closing line, Hall of Fame. I'll show you the infamous Breedlove Crawl. It's something I picked up in space. I love you, he, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he picked up a type of swimming stroke in space. Yeah. 
It's like weights. You can, it's like water, isn't it? No gravity. Like you're swimming, Have you thought it? about doing a science podcast, Will? <laughs> it's it's like water, isn't it? Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Will, any last, any, I'd say any final thoughts, any first thoughts, any, any third, first and final I thoughts. I think it'd be final thoughts, if you like. Yeah. On, on terms of it's it's very very good um it is. yeah i i knew i'd enjoy it because i'm a i do love jack nicholson mm-hmm. um i i didn't realize danny devito was going to be in it that was a lovely surprise yes um no very a very very not simple story but you know you know what i mean one of a those tale as old as time there you go Yes, unfortunately, yeah, no, it is because I think you know we you don't we don't need to touch on it, but like in you know every family knows hardship. You know we've we've all we've all we all lose people in our lives, and I think obviously, um, I think I think not to get too personal, but I, I you know those sort of issues I do think hit home uh, for both of us um, on on a personal level, and I think they hit home for a lot of people on a personal level, and also. The family dynamics in the film, as I say, the co- this the first hour and a half of this film you could see as a as a relationship comedy. Um, it's yeah, I I, I I love the film. It's a film that's been in our family for I say, I say generations. Um, yeah, and it will be in our family for generations. I will show my kids it. Um, I will because you don't need to skip through any sex. Because they don't understand the here she comes. They don't understand I'm getting wet. You know, they don't... It took me forever. It took me until, like, a few rewatches last year to realise that bit where she's begging him to have sex with her. And he's like, We've, we don't have sex anymore. And Tommy goes and sits on the, on the, on the stairs. I'm like, why? why what, what's happening here? It took me a few rewatches, like, to realise what was actually happening there. I think, yeah. Obviously, you've got... Um, Oh wait a minute! It was two two incredible bits we haven't talked about. Uh, um, John Lithgow talking about his wife and her disc problem. <laughs> and she goes, oh, "Sorry if it's too personal, but have you asked her to go on top?" And she goes, oh, it'd be so unlike her. Well, have you asked her about six hundred times? And then um, I love also Aurora talking about having sex with the astronaut, where she just can't stop laughing, and uh, and she's like, "It's just so." And fucking fantastic, and they just have a great laugh. It's one of the sweetest parts of the film. I love it. Uh, I love this film. I will never not love this film. I, I thank my my mother and my uh, grandmother and onwards uh, for showing it. Um, and this is the part now, Will, where you thank me <laughs> for, <laughs> it's, it's for, passing it on, for passing it on to you. <laughs> well, I don't have any lovers to show to it anymore, so. I'll, show you <laughs> will you have become my token girlfriend <laughs> for this period of time uh i've been thomas Crothers. i've been well legator and i do i'll show you the infamous Crothers crawl <laughs> we need to figure out endings we're never good at endings <laughs> uh blah blah blah